This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Author of One Rental at a Time. And this is, of course, your daily financial news show. We aim to do this seven days a week. Yes, even Saturdays and Sundays. A couple of quick announcements before we get into it. Remember, Saturday mornings, 8 a.m., right here on YouTube. I go live with the goal of answering your real estate and investing questions. We typically go about 50 minutes, and I like those live sessions because I can go deeper with your questions. Sometimes you all leave me comments, and you know there's really not enough data to answer them. But if we're on the same live stream, uh, you know we can go deeper, and you know I can learn more what's behind your question. So I really enjoy those sessions on Saturday. So if you want to be a part of it, 8 a.m. tomorrow. We'll do a live show at 7.30, this one, the financial news. We'll take a 10-minute break, and then we will come back and do an 8 a.m. live stream. Next up, let you know that there was some tremendous videos posted last night. Uh, the whole upload process took longer than normal, so you saw a wave of videos come out kind of between 4 and 6 p.m. A couple from Jonathan Twomley, uh, but we also got three from Dion or Dion Talk. Uh, he and I alternate discussions every Thursday, which is awesome. We talked about, uh, you know, being a lazy landlord, what that means, you know, how he manages a portfolio with only 27 hours for the entire year. Add that up and it's like nothing. Uh, so it was interesting to have that conversation. Then we talked about the simple path to financial freedom. It's not easy. It takes work, but it is rather simple. And then we closed with what's he doing today, right? The market is hot. Market's nuts. What is he and I doing today uh, really to help you move forward? So lots of good stuff there. Uh, as we move on to the daily financial news, we got kind of the last big bank. Uh, Morgan Stanley reported this morning, and it was a clean sweep. All the banks reported great earnings. They're all you know, reversing bad debt. All the stuff I told you was coming is finally happening. Uh, in addition, Morgan Stanley reported great earnings, even though, even though they lost nearly a billion dollars when Archegos blew up. It's like $931 million. I rounded it to a billion. They had record earnings in a 90-day quarter where they lost a billion dollars on a single client or with a single client. Damn, that's some good earnings. Wouldn't you like to do that? Crazy. Uh, something else I am starting to sense in the market. It's starting to feel a little 99 to me. It's first off, it starts when people say, if only, if only I bought uh, crypto at X. If only, if only, if only. Then it goes to fear of missing out, FOMO. Uh, topped with beginner's luck. This is the one that got me. I started trading and I couldn't lose, not realizing it was the market, not me. Then I added leverage and boom. There's more leverage in the system today 
than you or I would like to admit, that you and I would frankly feel comfortable with. That's the concerning thing. If we look back, right, if we were sitting atop the market and we were just looking at the entire market in general, you and I would probably say, ooh, that's a little bit too much leverage. It's far too concentrated. And again, it works until it doesn't. And there are lots of trades that are overextended uh, that maybe still feel good for a little while longer, but boy, uh, they will come home to roost. So be careful. I'm starting to see more and more posts about a fourth stimulus check. That's a fourth stimulus check on top of a two to four trillion dollar infrastructure bill into an environment where more and more people are telling me job openings are everywhere, but it's hard to attract employees. I think that's sad. We've kind of created this environment where it's, you know, maybe you make a little bit more working, but damn, you're awful comfortable sitting on a couch. Uh, that is, uh, that's not good long term. This too shall end. And there's a price to pay. There's going to be a price to pay. If, if these service jobs prove hard to come back, they will again raise wages, which I've told you is coming. Incomes are going up. But don't be confused. Automation will just be accelerated. There's a downside to this. So again, uh, wages up, automation will be up, and you know, will we really come out ahead? Uh, it really does. It does concern me that uh, there's always more calls for just more and more free money. There's no such thing as free money. Next up, something I have been tracking and very interested in and talked to you about on this channel quite a bunch is if we could figure out where the millennials are moving, where they are going to nest or congregate or grow together, you could really have some pretty good investment options. Uh, I got a top 10 list um, from Realtor. Realtor.com produced this. Uh, again, one source of data. Uh, it hasn't been corroborated with U-Haul or other, or other metrics. But here, here we go, the 10 cities. Let me think. I think I had a guess like four of these, but the others I wouldn't have known. We got Denver, Colorado, Seattle, Washington, Phoenix, Arizona, Austin, Texas, Colorado Springs, Frisco, Texas, Cory, North Carolina. I got to admit, don't know where Cory, North Carolina is. Portland, Oregon, Henderson, Nevada, and Cape Coral, Florida. Again, kind of the big cities that we've been hearing about. I actually would love to know if this is kind of tier one cities. I want to know where the tier two cities is. I don't want to fish where everybody's at. Man, Phoenix. Don't you think that's a crowded market? Austin, Texas, crowded market. Denver, crowded market. I want to know that next list, right? If these are all cities, and again, I do not know Cory, North Carolina, so forgive me. This They may be a secondary market. No idea. But I want to know that next list. That's the one I'm really fishing for. That would be interesting. Another thing uh, I saw the other day is Jim Cramer, uh, CNBC host, Mad Money host from back in the day. Uh, he recently sold some of his Bitcoin. Yes, he was in Bitcoin, even though Jim Cramer is a stock guy. Apparently, he got into a bunch at 12K. It's now at whatever it is, 61 or 62. He created all kinds of noise when he sold some and paid off a mortgage. As a real estate channel, what do you think of that? First, free and clear property. I don't know how old Jim is, but he's, oh, he's got to be in his 60s, right? Um, 
Yeah, I meant Cary, North Carolina. My mistake. My O's and my A's don't look... They look kind of the same. So Cary, North Carolina. My mistake. Uh, but yeah, Jim Cramer sells Bitcoin, pays off mortgage. I find that interesting. First off, right, he's up 500% on his trade. He likes to take a profit. Nobody ever, go, nobody goes broke taking a profit. Okay. Next up, we have all these people clamoring for 100K, 200K, a million, whatever it is per coin. Eh. And then you have a mortgage. I don't, I got to imagine Jim Cramer has one of the best mortgages out there. High income, big net worth. So he sells, he sells an asset that he's up 500%, pays off a mortgage that's probably 2.5%, 3% maybe. I don't know. For me, pay off the mortgage, right? He's of age. He's, he has the asset base. But boy, uh, I followed Jim on Twitter, and he was blowing up last night. People were trashing him. It was, it was kind of sad. You know what, folks? If you have enough to pay off a mortgage and you decide to do that, why don't you congratulate him instead of trashing him? I mean, that's, that's just sad. Next up, the 10-year is moving. I've actually invited Matt, the mortgage guy, who is normally a Wednesday guest, to come back today because as of last night, rates were falling. So we'll talk about what's going on. Uh, again, the 10-year surprised me this week with all the positive, great economic news to see if uh, fall was kind of weird. I thought maybe uh, the Fed was in the market doing Operation Twist unannounced. We shall see. Uh, but yeah, it's up to 1.6 this morning, so behaving more, more like expected, really. Uh, I talked with a couple of attorneys throughout the week, just talking about the, you know, the Fifth Amendment and the Constitution, the fact now that state, you know, landlords in the state could sue the state or CDC in federal court. They don't have to go through state. Really, really interesting conversations. And coming out of this, I was like, you know what? Could Disneyland, right, Disneyland sue the state of California or and or the CDC? First off, Disneyland would have to think about that, right? Because they could probably have some reputation risk, which they are not interested in. But they could also, since they have the deep pockets, they could execute this on behalf and then give any or donate any winnings or whatever it's called in legalese to some fund. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting thing to think about because uh, as you're, we are seeing across the country, CDC overreached, CDC acted with the authorities that they don't have, Congress acted with authorities to give CDC with things they don't have. So it's very interesting to unravel. The legal system is slow and cases will be solved, but it'll be long after this crisis is over. It is curious for me to think about, would Disneyland want to step into that ravine and go, you know what, this is not okay. We're going to fight this. We're going to spend tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars making sure this doesn't happen again. I don't know. It's, I would hope they do, but my guess is they value the reputation and want to let bygones be bygones. But I don't know. It's something interesting to think about. And then finally, a couple of notes on Robinhood. Man, first, I was going to talk about him yesterday. Uh, Massachusetts Securities Division wants to revoke their uh, license, which would be interesting. One of the 50 states to potentially do that, which could cause, <laughs> well, A, it could cause other states to do the same. That'd be weird. Uh, but also, um, just is this a sign of the times that uh, gamification of trading is not as crack, not as good as it, it uh, feels in the moment? And then they suffer a huge outage this morning for a couple hours because they're trading cryptos. And this 
I don't even know how it's pronounced. Is it pronounced dog e coin? Dodgy coin? I don't know how it's pronounced, but apparently it's up big. Elon Musk is touting it and, and uh, Robinhood crashes. So I don't know. It's it's Robinhood doesn't doesn't seem to be able to catch a break. It seems to be attracting such volumes that they can't uh, kind can't move forward. So that's what I got for you today. Uh, I'm going to be talking with uh, the lumberjack landlord here at nine. Uh, hopefully get uh, Matt the mortgage guy and talking to Ty later today. So lots of great stuff coming from you. And um, I just wanted to wish you a wonderful day. Today's a great day to make some money. And let's be better than yesterday. Remember, 8 a.m. tomorrow, live Q&A. Take care. Bye.